if you guys win, assless chaps with a cowboy hat in the celebration. Done. I'll be. I'll wear it during the parade. And if people ask you why, you're going to say. Because Rosie told me to. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 215 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Are there any World Series participants in the house? Any, anybody? Raise your hand if you're going to be participating in the World's. Oh, hi, Hedgy. Eh. Hey. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm in the World Series. Yeah. Just the way you drew it up. You gave us a little diversion at the beginning of the year by starting it in Pittsburgh. Very very well played by you super smart thank you. thank you had to had to make you wonder what's really happening and then you know challenge everybody a little bit with some struggles and then right when you you know you counted the kid out things start shifting what do you have champagne throat still Are you okay oh my gosh i haven't i haven't had a voice in a month all i do i'm a, i'm team cheerleader so i mean i'm i'm out there just screaming my face off as much as i can uh, speaking of cheerleader, do you know how much the Fox cameras catch you? I I don't necessarily know, like, firsthand. Um, obviously, I'm not watching myself on TV watching the game live. Um, but I get, I get plenty of texts from people uh, that, you know, like, what are you doing so much on camera? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I know something's caught on, and uh, I mean, I'm just having a good time. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even answer you while I'm watching myself look like this. <laughs> what do you think when you see yourself now? I mean, I'm. There, I think there's something wrong with me. Uh, you know, the way we say it in our clubhouse, you, you know, you, you got to be one of three things. Okay, you got to be either a degenerate, a psycho, or a sicko. And sometimes I think I'm all three of them. Who came up with that? I think uh, that that comes back from, uh, I believe that's an old Daniel Vogelbach saying uh, that might have passed along uh, to major league clubhouses. Which one do you normally fall under? It's usually degenerate, um, but psycho sicko kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I want to break down a few of your um, little things. Uh The first one we saw, that could be fall under the degenerate category, could it not? <laughs> it's actually like that. I get that. That looks bad. It's actually his his name's Jungle Cat. So that's for that's for uh, Josh Young, and so it's he's the Jungle Cat. So his thing when he gets a hit is. So I'm actually just doing this. I actually, sorry, I'm not even kidding on this one. It's dead ass. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. Okay. I'm calling bullshit. That is not Jungle Cat. That is... Maybe I, like, kind of made it more into something a little bit more inappropriate, but I swear to you, like, the actual thing is it's for... He's a Jungle Cat. And that's a sign. Okay. Is there a particular guy you like hanging out on the rails with? Like, is it that you have to be next to because you're now superstitious and the whole bit? Uh, I mean, the guy I got to be next to for the most part is Brad Miller. I feel like him and I, uh, we got our pom-poms out every day. Uh, the guy you can always lean on is Nate Evaldi as well, but a lot of times he has to go be uh, big game Nate and he has to go pitch. Uh, but when he's not pitching, that guy is right there. Absolutely one of the best teammates I've ever had. Okay, what? because um, Evaldi and you, I mean, he's he's a super nice guy, real classy. Not that you're not, 
You are too, but you seem like opposite ends of the personality spectrum. Am I missing something? No, he, uh, he is. I mean, that he's, he's as much of a class act as it gets, but, uh, you know, it's time to, to lock it in for the boys. He's got, uh, uh, you know, some might say he has his PhD in ball talk. I mean, when it's time to talk ball, he's, uh, he's as good as it gets. He's got some good one liners that, you know, all the boys end up saying throughout the game. Uh, and he, uh, he kind of brings us all together. All right, let me know. Like, what is he saying? What are, what are the one line? Uh, one, one of our favorite ones. Every time there's a leadoff walk, he yells out, "Leadoff walk!" Because leadoff walks, they always score. There's something about it. You get a leadoff walk, that guy's gonna find his way to score. Uh, and that's just one of them. Little things, things that happen like that. Um, got a fly just almost killed me. Uh, and yeah, he just he does a good job with those one liners that bring all the guys together. The um, did you wake up? the day after clinching in Houston and be like, holy shit, I'm re- I'm going to the freaking World Series. I cannot believe this. Yeah, I woke up probably at like three in the afternoon, uh, considering uh, we had one, that's for sure, uh, <laughs> and had a great time. And uh, it definitely I, – I, I honestly don't even know if it's still set, uh, set in. Um, you know, it's just it, – it honestly feels like just like another day in the playoffs for the guys for us. Um, but I'm sure once uh, Friday comes, uh, things will change a little bit. And it's, uh, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm not even going to be able to fathom it until uh, I walk into the stadium and really feel, you know, what it's all about. All right. So now what? Do, have they talked to you about logistics? Like, okay, here's how many tickets you get, all sorts of stuff. Do you, are you aware where we roll? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty far out of the loop when it comes to that stuff. I, I know I have a handful of tickets, uh, to give to some lucky people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my mind is on, on, on the game on Friday and, and just winning that ball game. Is your family coming in friends? Who yeah. Yeah. I got family, got my parents in town, got some buddies here. Um, it, it my, uh, my mom's side of the family was disappointed. She's got a bunch of family in Philly. Uh, and they were all going to go out there, so they were disappointed in that. But uh, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, uh, I want to ask you one other celebration question before we get into how the Rangers got here. Uh, you and Max Scherzer had a classic video of—I forget if it was after the Orioles series or the, I don't know what series it was. But have you two become like bonding buddies or was this just kind of happenstance? You turned around, there's Max, let's pour alcohol over each other. No, we've, uh, we've become pretty good buddies. He, uh, he's another guy that checks all three boxes. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, so sometimes when you check all three of those boxes, it just, it, it makes you connected and you realize that, uh, you know, every day is just a new opportunity to do, you know, to, to work really hard and, and talk some shit. Hey, all you Rose Rotationers, baseball playoffs are underway and things are heating up in the ballpark. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. 
So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE and new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code ROSE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit at ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort Licensee Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Now back to the show. All right. Before we look ahead to the World Series, we must look back at the ALCS, which was Awfully entertaining. It's two teams that obviously do not like one another. An incredibly strange series because there wasn't a game won by the home team. Um, I guess let's focus on, let's start with game five. Because that was, I think, the turning point of the whole thing. Uh, let's start with the Garcia stuff with Brian Abreu. Where were you? What were you thinking? When who'd you end up next to the whole bit? Uh yeah, I mean that was wild. I mean that was that's the craziest game I've probably ever been a part of in my life. Uh, definitely the hardest loss I've ever been a part of in my life. You know, like uh, everything that happened in that game was like you know, I mean, you couldn't make it up in a movie script. Um, and you know, there's something about that, that situation. I don't know. I feel like a lot of guys in the dugout like had a feeling like would they hit him right here? Is there something? I don't know, because it was a it was a weird situation. Like it definitely is like super, you know, it's a disadvantage to them to hit him. Um, you know, it's not about emotions at this point, it's about winning ball games. Um, but you know, the way it happened, it just looked really bad, you know. Like he guys hitting big homers, doing these sick things, and he gets hit like with like, you know, basically a hundred mile an hour fastball, like up and in. Like it's wild, especially with the beef that we had, you know, going into the series, uh, you know, throughout the season. Um and I mean, the the second it hit him, I feel like everyone was already like getting ready to climb over the the dugout railing, and then and then you just go running in, and everything starts happening fast. I mean, everyone you you hear people yelling, screaming, some people trying to help, some people not, uh, and you know, for the most part, when I go into those situations, I'm just trying to like break it up as much as I can. Um, you know, just try to hopefully no one gets hurt and no one gets suspended so we can just, you know, move on and play this game. Uh, but I mean, obviously there was a lot of emotions in that scrum and, you know, I think, uh, you know, it ended up being, it ended up going really well because nothing, you know, stupid happened to distract from, um, you know, what the ultimate goal was, which was to just win the series. Um, but how everything went down was, you know, to have that happen and then to give up the lead and lose that game and uh, was was absolutely gut-wrenching. Um, but, you know, I'm sure, we, you know, we'll talk then after. Like, it made everything else so much sweeter. Okay, well, let's continue with the, the fracas. Were you worried that Garcia was going to get suspended? Yeah, I mean, you, you just never know. You just never know with Major League Baseball. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Um, you know, you're, you're worried about 
this or that. Like I, in, in situations like that, it's just, it really sucks because like, if that's a regular season game, you know, it might escalate quite a bit and then some serious things might happen, but like, you know, what, what is escalating in the playoffs? You know, what's the fine line? Cause that's, it's different. It's like, you know, for the, for the quality of the, of the game and of the series, like, you know, you can't just, you know, suspend guys and not have them out there. Um, you know, unless like I, you really have to, to send some type of message, but it's a, I, I can't imagine what that would be like because, uh, you know, it would be, it'd be too bad for the game. Okay. Um, I have talked to a bunch of major leaguers and it, the, Reaction has come back split on whether they think Abreu intentionally hit him. I say no, but I've never been in a batter's box. I've never been behind a home plate. As a guy who's been in both, how did you see it? I'm 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 fifty fifty, man. I, I I don't have a like honestly. My truest opinion is it's fifty fifty. Like I I don't I'm perfectly split. I don't have an opinion. Um, I could see both. I could see both so evenly. So. The way I see it now is that uh, it looked really, really bad. It was also, if it was on purpose, it's the dumbest thing of all time. But it's just funny that then there was comments after that, you know, that's what woke the Astros up. And it's just funny that it ended up being quite the opposite. Did you hear Martin Maldonado say that? Sure did. Did you guys talk about that? Sure did. And? And it just, I mean, it, it just seemed like it was the opposite of what was going to happen. It was like, oh, you, they think they're awake. Like, they didn't, uh, they didn't get punched in the face as hard as we did right there in game five. And it was like, uh, you know, not that we needed to necessarily be brought together anymore, but that was the, that just, I feel like the group looked at each other in the eyes and went, all right, let's go win now. Um, with the Brayu getting suspended two games, my take was, I didn't think he should have been suspended. I think getting ejected from the game was enough. They got control of it. But when all six umpires got together and deemed intent, and then the league did it, and they suspended him two games, I was surprised. Were you surprised he received a suspension? No. I mean, if you get if if, if you get called out for you know trying to hit a guy, like that's just what's going to happen, then you can appeal it. It's just the way it goes. It's not, it's not even like that's not a surprise in the slightest. Like uh, all the things that happen when you get ejected, essentially, and something bad happens, like with the intent to hurt somebody, like you're going to get a a big fine and a suspension. And then, you know, if you can litigate your way out of, you know, the two games into one game or two games into no games with a bigger fine or something like that's just the way it goes. Were you surprised they pushed his suspension after the appeal to the why? (laughs) It's money, man. It's money, baby. You know, it's like they want the best product out there. They're going to make sure the best product is out there. And uh, the only way that they don't let the best product go out there is if it's a big enough story for them to make enough money on the other thing. It's all about money. I was disappointed in the way that baseball handled it. First of all, I don't think he should have been suspended. Um, But if you're going to suspend a guy for an on-field action in the playoffs, he has to be gone in the playoffs. And what's the point? What's the point of the punishment? The punishment is to deter a reaction in the future. I mean, what's the point? Okay, so he misses the first two games next April. It was it's 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 especially weird when uh, when he just goes out and uh, nearly breaks Mitch Garver's ribs. Um, so it's like, I mean, my goodness, like 
it's a good pitcher over there. Guy's a really, really talented pitcher who tends to have really good command of the ball. And those are two really, really bad misses that, uh, you know, <laughs> it's too bad that they happened is really what it is. Um, yeah. And the fact that we even are talking about it when we're just trying to go out and win ball games is, is a little bit frustrating, but, you know, definitely added to uh, make the story a little bit better. Okay. So now let's get back to the ninth inning of game five. You know what it, what it's like to deal with a closer. First of all, closers, for the most part, just come in for one inning now. But in the playoffs, all rules are off, right? So he had to come in and clean up the eighth inning. Then we had the fracas. So he went 25 minutes between a pitch. And we're talking about Jose Leclerc here. As a guy who catches for a living, were you worried about that? No. <laughs> we call So we call Leclerc Pico. And Pico is a bad man. He, uh, that guy wants the ball in every situation. Uh, he's just like, he's so poised and like under control out there that like, I, I mean, I honestly, I think that guy's got three or four innings in him if we needed it. Like there's no, it's just one of those things where like this, the, the moment is so big and guys like that, like you could see, we could have been, there could have been an hour long delay and he would have been like, I'm going to go out and just go dominate. But the difference is, you know, you got to go face that lineup and those hitters so many times, you know, that's not the first changeup that Altuve's seen from from Pico. Like, all these guys have, like, they've got at-bats off of him. And it's just, it's tough in a seven-game series. Uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're facing guys so many times, and you start falling into patterns. And then great teams like Houston make adjustments. And then we have to make adjustments. And then they make an adjustment. It's constant, constant, right? And so, like, in that moment, like, Altuve made a great adjustment and was able to hit that pitch because he's, you know, one of the best hitters in our game, one of the best playoff hitters of all time. Like, it's just it's a it's a difficult situation regardless of how uh, rested he was. He could have come out for a clean inning, and you know, Jose Altuve is still allowed to put a great swing on a great pitch and do something special. I mean, there's a reason that they they got two World Series championships. They went to seven straight ALCSs. You know, when. Altuve swung at the ball. Did it feel like you got kicked in the nuts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild, man. That was, uh, that was like, like I said, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, there weren't too many words spoken the rest of the night. I don't think anybody, like, even when they got home, like, most guys were just like, it was, there's, there's nothing to say. I mean, it was like 45 minute car ride home with my parents. Not a word, just like, there's nothing to say it was it was gut-wrenching like it was like embarrassing like like we got punked and it, it was like i mean I, i'll never forget the feeling which is what uh you know which is what you know made it so much more impressive and feel so much more gratifying for what the boys were able to do you know a couple days after that so do you think it helped that there was a day off i can't imagine living with that why did okay? So why? Oh man, that the day off was the day off was was big. It was uh, I I would assume that the next day would have been really really tough to uh, show up and like be like we got that dog in us ready to go. Uh, instead, it was we got a day to recoup and really not really do a whole lot. Like it was uh, we did a much lighter workout. Like guys weren't necessarily like it was. We needed to just let it all flush it all out. Just show up to the field get a little bit of work in, sleep on it one more time. And then I feel like when we woke up the next day, it was like, all right, we're just going to go. Actually, this is scripted perfectly. 
Like, did we want to just go sweep a team and just run right through it? Like, obviously, yeah, it'd be nice. But, like, you know, we're trying to, you know, make a sick story right now, right? Like, this story couldn't be any better. What? How much better would it be if we're down three games of two going back into Houston and go do it at their place? And I think we bought into that, and then it just came to fruition. The two biggest homers, like, I mean, I think they should be clear, the two biggest homers of that series, the two, maybe my two favorite homers that I've ever witnessed in my life is the Dallas's Grand Slam and Corey's home run in the first uh, in game seven. But specifically, like, a Dallas is 0 for 4 with four strikeouts with the whole stadium on their feet booing him every single at bat, cheering for every swing and miss, cheering every time a ball almost hit him. Hits a home run to basically like ice the game. All the fans got up and left. They all just left. Like it was, I was like, oh my gosh. He just like got just like totally punked for four straight at bats. Like everyone's feeling it. Like we want him to do so good. And then he literally makes them all leave the stadium. They all just got up and left. And I was like, that's as cool as it gets right there. Uh, but then Corey's like, Corey doesn't show emotion, like, never really shows emotion. He's just, the same guy every day. Uh, but in the playoffs, there's times where, like, he'll kind of show it a little bit. And when he hit that homer and comes into the dugout, crazy excited, like, let's go, boys. Like, I swear, that was an 11-run homer. Like, he hit that homer, and everyone was like – and then he gets fired up. It was like everything shifted to, like, oh, okay, let's go. Like, he saved it for the right moment. And in that moment, everybody just, like, I feel like just raised everybody's level of play. And so, like – like to me, that was a that was a solo shot worth eleven runs. Yeah, well, I mean, it, we talk about how important it is to jump up, jump out early on the road, and we've seen teams do that, right? I mean, they you get out there and you want to take. I mean, freaking Javier was no joke. The guy had barely given up any runs as a playoff starter, and y'all knocked him out in the first inning. He couldn't get three outs. I know like that was, I mean, there hasn't been anybody better than him in the playoffs in a while. And we all know how good that fastball is. And we just came up with a game plan for it. And the boys went out and executed it, but you need like guys like Corey to do it from the get go, you know, to be like, Hey, this guy's gettable. Once you see someone get it, even if it's the guy as good as Corey, it's like, okay, now it's my turn. Then it's my turn. And it just, and the line keeps moving. Uh, and, you know, to, to not show any emotion for a full season and then to save it for game seven of the ALCS, it's like, oh, that's why you save it. That's why you have, you know, guys like like him that 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 pick their spots to lead like that and how powerful those moments are. And it was just super cool to be a part of. Yeah. And with Garcia, you know, Plouffe always says how much he loves players from Cuba. And I always find stories you know, the backstories of guys, and I don't even know his, fascinating just because of what a lot of Cuban ball players have to go through. We all know about what Randy Arena had to do. I don't know. I mean, do you even know Garcia's background? Do you know anything? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible how hard it was for him to get here and then and then to just not be as good as he is now for a while uh, and to work his way back is just it's a testament to him, man. He's a, he's a heck of a guy, a heck of a human being too. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. ALCS MVP and between him and Seeger and Simeon, if he can get his bat going a little bit, and Evan Carter's obviously shown some great stuff. And Jonah Hunt, I mean, it's nine A. No, it's nine bad dudes, man. That's the thing. There is no break. Nope. That's a good no lineup. Break. I felt like the key in game six 
was that you didn't let it get away in the first because it could have. Uh, they got one run in, and they had I think they had runners at the corners and only one out, and they did not get another run in. I thought the job by Avaldi there in game six was what kind of allowed you guys to go, okay, it's different, dude, it's a different game if it's three or four nothing after the first. One nothing, you're like, okay, we're good. Even with your offense, down three or four, places going nuts, those guys still get their licks. Like it's, I thought that was a huge turning point. It was. I mean, I, I haven't seen too many guys with, with bigger nuts on the mound than Nady Avaldi. He goes out there and it's just like, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, really. It's I I, I love watching that guy pitch. It's so poised. It's so under control. Um, honestly, he's a lot like Pico. Like both of those guys, like they're real. They're real similar on the mound with the way they can because they got really plus stuff, but they have multiple pitches that they can pitch, change eye levels, mix mix speeds. Like uh, they're true real pitchers out there. They're not just throwing a hundred. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and what he was able to do, like the situation gets bigger and I feel like that's when he gets better. Um, haven't talked yet about Corey Seager, who has become one of the great playoff hitters of our time, you know, over the last decade and what he did with the Dodgers and now what he has started his career with and there in Texas, what is it about him that separates him from other guys? The thing about him is he doesn't uh, – he knows what he needs to do uh, to get his A swing off, and it's such a unique way of thinking about it where a lot of guys are really feel-based, where they're like – they got to feel good. They're doing anything they can to feel good. But that feel – the way we say in this game is like it's like feel versus real. And like what is that? What you're feeling isn't necessarily what's actually happening. So he just trusts his video, and he's just mastering his stance and his positions regardless of how it feels. He goes, I don't care if it feels like crap today. Like, if this is, if it looks right, like if, if I'm seeing in my video that this is how it's supposed to look, I'm going to go trust it. And he goes out and trusts what he does at such an elite rate, which is like one of the outliers for why he is so good. Are you shocked at what Evan Carter is doing? I was at first. And then you just start to get to know the kid and you're like, not shocking anymore it's just he just does it man it's so uh he's, he's just mature beyond his years when it comes to just like being able to slow the game down or even like acknowledge like holy crap like this, this is insane what's happening right now right and you get to be like yes like it, and it's okay that this is crazy what you're experiencing right and and he's able to be like yeah it is crazy but like oh, i'm just gonna go have a good at bat you're like yeah that's it dude just keep doing your thing. What you're doing is it. Then I try and remind him every day. I'm like, don't let anybody ever try and change you. Just stay this way, and you're going to be a great baseball player. Um, Jordan Montgomery has been incredible. Another guy who came over in a deadline deal. Uh, Ploof and I both believe he has helped himself financially more than any to-be free agent, I think, over the last 12 to 15 months. Uh. What has turned him from a guy who was like a dependable rotation piece into a guy who is now top of the rotation starter for an American League championship team? There's something about, I feel like, uh, what him and Jonah have been able to do together has been just, just a masterpiece of pitching. You know, to have a big lefty like him who throws the ball so steep, like one of his outliers is he throws the ball basically straight downhill. 
it's one of the steepest what they call approach angles in all of baseball. So the ball's coming like real straight down plus a sinker. So you got to picture a ball coming straight down and then it's also going to sink. So you already have that outlier pitch. You're going to get a ground ball more likely than not uh, that you can always lean on. But like in the playoffs, like when teams are starting to see it a lot, you got to be able to mix and match, which is why his curveball has come into play. And I don't think he's ever really used his curveball like he has in the playoffs um, to complement his changeup, which is another plus pitch. Uh, but what they've been doing of just being able to throw a little bit more curveballs to go with that sinker and changeup, um, and even some four seam fastballs to get guys off of the two seamer, um, it really is just it's just it's a it's a it's a masterpiece of pitching and and game calling I think on Jonah Heim's part. And he also is the only pitcher this year to have struck out Jordan Alvarez three times in a game. Only guy. I, that's the, I mean, that's Barry Bonds, man. That's Barry Bonds right now in our game. That's the, I've never seen anything like it. What he do started you, doing, what, he, what he's doing in the playoffs, I mean, that's straight up Barry Bonds. Like, there's nowhere to go, nowhere to pitch him. So if you had been, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're in those meetings, right? What, what is the answer when he comes up? Because you did, you guys did pitch. We to did. Him. We did. What we did, we executed our game plan, and he's just that. We threw him. He was hitting. They were balls. He's hitting balls. Like they're not strikes, and he's smashing them for singles, doubles, and homers and triples. <laughs> so it's like it was just. It's all. It was just comical almost. Like we walked him as much as we could. And uh, there's Bruce. If you're wondering, yeah, wanted to say hi. Love it. Um, you know, we walked him as much as we could, but. Uh, you know, still we, we 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 pitched to him, and he just there wasn't a pitch he wasn't on. It was really incredible. Um, something that you're you're obviously not watching the broadcast, but I don't know if you go back and watch the games at all. Have you seen Ump Cam? Like yeah. we've seen some great stuff. There was one on the Seager home run. There was another one on the uh, Adolis Garcia homer off. I think Hunter Brown. I mean, I feel like I'm back there with you guys. I mean, that's that's the view you see, right? Yeah, it's it, that's what it looks like, man. It's tight, like it's really, really cool. It it, it gives you, it does the, it speeds the game up for the fan. I think, you know, like the game from the center field camera is a slow game. It's a really easy game to to critique and uh, criticize. Like, oh, how do you not hit that pitch? Like, oh, look at that, right? Like, I mean, the game moves in slow motion. Then you get that, and you're like, oh my gosh. Did you see that pitch? Like, how do you hit that ball? Like, that's what it looks like. Um, Have you kind of had a chance to take a breath and go, if Jonah Heim doesn't get hurt, I'm probably not here, right? I mean, isn't that the way it pretty much played out? There's a lot of things that I, how did I end up here? And how did I even get blessed with a, you know, an opportunity to be on the roster, you know, to to feel like I contribute to this team without having an at bat in over a month, you know, like uh, it's it's just it's it, it's a blessing and it's a testament to to the organization, you know, and and uh, just giving me the chance to just try try and help. And I feel like I can bring a lot to the table even without playing. And uh, the boys really respond to it well. And like I'm having the most fun, you know, uh, you know, I've ever had, man. I mean, it's 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 as it's as cool as it gets and i just feel like super lucky dude you're playing in the freaking world series starting on friday against the arizona diamondbacks the 84 win arizona diamondbacks there are a lot of people that are saying we need to revamp the playoff system like you and houston finished with the same record 
They just won the tiebreaker. But that could have been you guys in the two seed. But people look at Arizona and say, well, hold on. 84 wins, and you're in the World Series. It's devaluing the regular season. Will you listen to that argument, or is your – no, why not? See, you got to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter how. You know, it sucks. Like, it's, it's got to be set up some way. So someone's going to be upset, like, oh, we won 115 games. The World Series should be ours. It's like, no, it's a regular season, dude. Like, way to go. Like, you you win, you could win 80 games and make the World Series. You could win 140 games. It, it really just doesn't matter. It's about getting hot at the right time in the playoffs. It's about getting to the playoffs. It's not even like, yeah, you want to win your division. That's great. You want to win it. You want to get the bye. Like, that's just for, you know, you have better odds, obviously. You don't have to play another round. But other than that, once you get into the playoffs, that's the beauty of it. It's anybody's game. Like, no one watches sports to just have the two best teams in the regular season. Like, that's now the the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the World Series. Like, like that's 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 boring. That's not that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about those teams now have an advantage in the postseason, which they do with a first round bye. It's a huge advantage. Then they get home field advantage, and then grinder teams are allowed to come in and shock the world. And isn't that the beauty of sports? Isn't that why we're doing this for like for situations like this? Like that's the way I think about it. I agree with you. Listen, I'm watching every World Series regardless. Now, are people who are sports fans but maybe don't check out the regular season? Like, I'll give you an example. One of my buddies that I work with at NFL Network, Charlie Yook, he's one of my bosses. I've, we've been friends for over two decades. Used to be a huge baseball fan, but now that he's become an executive in the NFL world, he's really squarely focused on that. So he calls me last night. He goes, that Arizona team looks fun. I was like, yeah, Charlie, they're fun. They're, they've done a really good job. He goes, don't know a single player on their team. I was like, yeah, but if you watch the World Series, you'll find out a little bit about Corbin Carroll, and you probably remember Evan Longoria from his days with Tampa Bay. And he goes, do uh, Juan Gonzalez and uh, Pudge Rodriguez still play for Texas? I was like, no, not quite. But they do have Corey Seager. Oh, yeah, he's a former Dodger, right? I'm like, yep, Charlie, exactly. And I said, man, I'm thinking to myself, how do we make it better so that People who are on the fringe of this sport aren't like, now what's the deal? You would never say, what's the deal with, like even in the NBA Finals last year, it wasn't a great matchup for that league. It was Denver and Miami. But you know Jimmy Butler and you know Jokic at the very least. There are people who aren't going to know a lot of guys on these teams. Is that a problem for this sport? I mean, I think it's the best thing for the sport. Now they get, you're going to watch the World Series and you're going to be like, whoa, okay. Like you're going to start like, well, okay, I got to pay attention to this, to this guy and this guy and this guy because they're obviously doing something right. Like you're never going to get a chance to know about the Texas Rangers or the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, if they don't become really good. Like a, a under 500 Yankees team, you're going to know every player on the team. An under 500 Dodgers team, Red Sox team, Cubs team. You're going to know a lot of players on those teams regardless. But smaller market teams or teams that haven't been big market teams in the past, um, you know, they just haven't, like, won enough for everyone to always, regardless, like, desire to pay attention to them. But now what do you get a team like, you know, that was Houston, right? Houston lost a billion games for a long time. And then what happens? They go on a huge run, and now everybody knows all the best players on Houston. Now, let's just say the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, go on the same type of run, 
seven years from now, like, you know, you don't think Corbin Carroll is going to be a household name across the world. Of course it is. So it's just like, this is actually the start of, you know, new guys becoming those guys. And there's no bigger platform than the World Series to do it on. Do you know Longo at all? Not really personally, just playing against him. And uh, what a guy, what a stand-up guy. And uh, Brad Miller and our team raves about uh, Longo saying one of the best teammates he's ever had. Um, and I couldn't be happier for him. You know, 15 years in between World Series, that's just, that's what it's all about, man. That's so cool. Yeah, that's the longest between um, World Series appearances ever for a position player. Pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. Just to get 15 years in period, let alone between World Series appearances is no doubt. is pretty nice. No doubt. Yeah. So now what? Are you bottled up energy? Like, are you ready to go? Do you wish it series started like in 10 minutes? <laughs> uh, I wish it started tomorrow. We don't, we don't need the, we didn't need the extra one, but you know what? We'll be ready for Friday. Uh, now it's just a couple workouts, you know, uh, guys like me, I got to go face some live, live arms. Uh, I got to do as much as I can to stay ready. Cause you know, if, if, if my name gets called, I got to help the team, uh, win a world series. So, uh, it's just constant practice for your boy over here. Hey, although I was rooting for you, I'll be the first one to admit, Hey, I didn't think you guys were going to make the playoffs with two weeks to go. I thought that Seattle would sneak in there ahead of you, and I thought that Houston would. And then I was like, oh, my God, now they got to get on a plane and go to Tampa. I was like, that's not happening. And then you whoop them in two games. And then you took it to Baltimore. And Baltimore, I felt like, could be a toss-up just because I didn't love their pitching situation. And you didn't even let them get one. And then you end up beating Houston. Man, you're just making all of us look like idiots. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan. All we're trying to do is make you look dumb, Rosie. Yeah, but at least I wasn't like Mad Dog, who said I'd quit and retire. Is he? Yeah, is he done? Yeah, is he he's retire? not. He is. He changed it. Uh, apparently, he went on Howard Stern and instead uh, opted to wear a Diamondbacks bikini through Times Square or something. So he's just a liar. That's what yeah. we're saying. He's just a liar. Mad, uh, <laughs> we knew he wasn't going to. I wish he did. So you think he should have? Uh, you think he just should have called it quit? Should have manned up and just said, "That's it." That's it. You said it. <laughs> you don't just get to just you just go say stuff like that, and now your opinion matters. Like it's such a dumb thing to do for someone who's been around for so long. Such a dumb thing to say. Now, do you have less respect for Mad Dog? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. His he is what he is, but like, I'm glad this is all happening now. I'll say this. I always liked Doggy when I worked there, and he and I would have some always interesting conversations at World Series time. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Halloween is next week. Were you a Halloween kid? Did you love it or not? Loved it. Loved Halloween. Any Candy, costume. Any good costumes you remember? Um, I did a handful of years ago. Uh, me and my wife dressed up as uh we did juno uh the movie but reversed it where i was juno and she was michael Sarah. Ah. So i like taped a, a bicycle helmet it's like my pregnant belly got the wig and the the whole thing that was pretty that was a pretty decent one good one we did white chicks one year the movie white Chicks. so it's weird and you know, i've so i've dressed up as a woman twice now for halloween uh, okay but it pull, pulled it off pulled it off solid those are all good yeah, I went as uh, Shrek one year. I went as uh, I went as Brett Michaels 
when I did the best damn sports show period and they nailed it. They nailed, they put the tattoos on me and everything. It was very, was very this good. Frosted tips. Do you have frosted tips at this point? I did it in my real life. I did. Thank you. Yeah, I know you did. I know, I know you did. They yeah, looked good. I did. Yeah, that was good. And then I went as, do you remember the old show with Greg Kinnear talk soup? I don't think so. No. Okay. Then it's not worth a story. You don't remember it. Okay. We'll just move on. Not a big deal. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I wish you luck, man. It's going to be fun. I'm rooting for you. I want you to get those four more dubs. I really, really do rooting hard for you. Oh, thank you. That's it's wild to think that now it's like, all right, like every all these other series, like they're the craziest thing ever, right? But it's still like just because you won didn't doesn't mean you won anything. You know, it's they're, they're really fun champagne celebrations. But then like after the fact, you're like, ah oh, man, like and you still haven't won anything yet. So now it's nice to be like, dang, like, okay, this one, this is actually the one now. So either you either win it all or you lose it all. No pressure, right? It's gonna be a good atmosphere in Arlington. Friday, oh, you bet Saturday. Your yeah, they've been they've been bringing it. They've been bringing it. We need them to continue to bring it. Place gets loud, huh? Gets it gets loud. They do. Uh, they they've been doing a really really good job. They've been super supportive throughout the whole playoffs. Did you get yourself a cowboy hat? I mean, if four wins. If we get four wins, I'll get myself a thousand cowboy hats. I mean, you could be a great naked cowboy. Just like the dude in Times Square, you would be amazing. I would, uh, and I'm not putting anything past past it if uh, if we win at all. Okay, here we go. We're figuring it out right now. If you guys win, assless chaps with a cowboy hat in the celebration. Done. Per, I'll be. I'll wear it during the parade. And if people ask you why, you're gonna say, "Because Rosie told me to." Hell yes! If that's not reason enough to root for the Texas Rangers people, I don't know what is. <laughs> Listen, have fun. Go get your swings in. Want to see you getting it back during the World Series. I think it's yeah. awesome you're there. and Enjoy the next week and a half, man. Rooting Thank for you, bro. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate the time, and I cannot wait to see the assless chaps. Bunch of <laughs> for our awesome producer, Robbie Scirocco, and the soon-to-be assless chap-wearing Austin Hedges. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.